Welcome to Holy Smoke, the Spectator's religion podcast. I'm Damien Thompson. Britain could be about to acquire a new ethnicity, Sikhs. Perhaps you thought that was a religion. Well, it looks like the 2021 census could include a Sikh ethnic tick box. Now, the last census quite properly included Sikh as a religious identity. So why make it an ethnicity when, although most Sikhs are Indians, there are converts of every colour and it's a religion that seeks to appeal to all of humanity? Is it a function of our bureaucrats' obsession with ethnicity and their legendary ignorance of religion? The Sikh community is divided on this one. It's a bitterly fought dispute. I'm joined by the Sikh journalist Hardeep Singh. Hardeep, supporters of this change point out that in the most recent census in, in 2011, more than 83,000 Sikhs refused to tick any of the boxes on ethnicity. They wouldn't say they were Indian, and they wrote Sikh in the space for any other ethnic group. So that shows that there is a certain demand and yet I understand that this is a change that you oppose. Yeah, you're right about those figures. The, the 83,000 felt they didn't want to tick Indian and instead wrote in Sikh. Now, I think this stems from a feeling of objection towards the then Indian government in 1984 and the persecution of Sikhs along with the subsequent Delhi pogroms. Which is something that I suspect... Most people, including me, don't know very much about. If you could just quickly remind us what happened. So in, in 1984, there was the storming of the, the Golden Temple. Yeah, um, that's, that's well remembered. And subsequently to that, there was the assassination of Indira Gandhi by her Sikh bodyguards, which then led to pogroms by the then Indian government, which resulted in huge persecution of the community for, for, for a long time afterwards. And I think it's this sense of this feeling of not wanting to identify as Indian actually stems from that period of history. And I can understand why some people would, given that history, decide they feel that they don't want to write in the census that they're ethnically Indian. But so, it's not the way you feel. I have sympathy with, with that notion. Of course I do. But I think the... The issue at hand around are Sikhs a separate ethnicity in this country and should it be recorded in the census as such, I think that's not the right way forward. And that's for a number of reasons. I think the, the people campaigning for this make reliance on a groundbreaking case at, at its time called Mandela versus Dao Lee. And I've touched on this in the article. And there's a few things around Mandela which are import, important to clarify. So the first thing was that this case, although it set a precedent at the time, it was in accordance with the Race Relations Act 1976. And that legislation has essentially been repealed and replaced by the Equalities Act 2010. Now, this, this, this was a case in which a schoolboy wasn't allowed to wear his Sikh turban. That's right, yeah. So at that time in history, the case was heard in the Law Lords in 1983, but the boy wasn't allowed to go to school wearing his turban and therefore used the Race Relations Act as a mechanism to tackle that discrimination. Now, at the time, religions weren't protected. So it was decided that for the purposes of this case, in, in alignment with the Race Relations Act, that 
Sikhs could be considered as a, a group with ethnic origins. And at the time, there were certain sort of litmus tests, if you like, that the law lords used to adjudicate this. And if we look today, three decades on from Mandela, some of those tests actually don't apply. So the majority of Sikhs today in this country are born in Britain, not in India. The majority of Sikhs in this country speak English as a first language. And if we look at cultural traditions, although at the time of Mandela would have been largely Punjabi cultural traditions, which have, have a bearing on people's lives. You know, someone like me in Britain today, I, I benefit from British and Punjabi cultural traditions and it's a synthesis of the two. So some of those tests that the law lords applied don't necess- necessarily apply today. So which box would you tick? So the religion box is optional and I would put Sikh as religion, of course, and ethnicity, I would stick with Indian. Well, that makes absolute sense to me, because fundamentally, as you say, Sikhism is a religion. And one of the things that bothers me is that by describing Sikhs as a separate ethnicity, you're really twisting the facts. You're describing a religion as an ethnicity. Now, that's a confusion that I can understand really only in one case, which is, which is the case of the Jews, where the two things are very, very closely intertwined. But in most other cases, religions and ethnicity are different things. And to me, it seems that this literal exercise in box ticking is, part, is a little piece of social engineering, if you like. It's an attempt to turn everything <laughs> into ethnic categories. And I instinctively dislike that because I think the more you divide people into ethnic categories, the more you divide them. Whereas recognising people's religious allegiance, that which they wish to declare, is something that's useful and accurate. So I'm glad that I get the opportunity to describe myself as Catholic on the census, but I'd regard it as absolutely bizarre if Catholicism was offered as a separate ethnicity, even though there probably are, you know, ethnic elements in my Catholicism from Ireland. Just to ask you a very basic question about your religion, Sikhs don't define themselves as primarily Indian. That's not what the religion is about. It is actually a religion that seeks to appeal to all of humanity, isn't it? No, absolutely. And, and that's the other kind of major argument in all this, that there's a number of people, including me, that feel that the ONS, public bodies, that the state has no business in trespassing on matters of religious dispute or doctrinal issues. The founder of Sikhism, he travelled across the whole world, Middle East, Tibet, in, across all India, Sri Lanka, and his simple message is that humanity is one. Sikhism rejected caste discrimination, Sikhism rejected discrimination on any grounds, and by today's extension, with, within this, the context of this debate, ethnicity. And if we look at the 10th guru, Guru Gobind Singh, his edict was very clear, and I've mentioned this in the piece, that he said, recognise the human race as one. So all of a sudden bringing in sort of a label of ethnicity doesn't marry up with the the, the traditions of the founders of the faith. In fact, it contradicts those traditions, and I think that's a very worrying aspect of all of this. But it doesn't surprise me what Michael Gove memorably called the blob of liberal intelligentsia well embodied in the civil service, in my experience, tend to be obsessed with ethnicity and know very, very little about religion. And that includes Islam. They talk about Islamophobia all the time, but actually their detailed knowledge of Islam is very non-existent or sketchy. To the extent where I'm right in saying, I think, that 
Islamophobic hate crimes recorded by the Met Police are not necessarily committed against Muslims, but actually sometimes against Sikhs. That's true. And I um, have been busy with freedom of information requests over the last few years. And it's one of the things that um, I discovered was that uh, for 2016, 25% of so-called Islamophobic hate crimes were against people who were non-Muslim or of no recorded faith. And the year before, it was 28%. So this is consistent over a few years. Now, of the contingent of non-Muslims, the majority of those were Christian. But yes, it also did include Sikhs, Hindus, Buddhists, and actually Jews as well. So one of the gripes and the issues that the people canvassing for a separate ethnic group within the census have is around hate crime. And they feel it's not being tackled properly for the Sikh community who've suffered immensely following 9-11 in so-called mistaken identity attacks and generally perception of them being Muslims and their attack. Now, although I can understand, again, I can sympathise with, with, with what they're saying, the reality is that hate crime is recorded on a perception basis. So it's the perception of the victim or any other person. So rather than another box in the census, what really will make a difference on this issue is disaggregation of these groups like Islamophobic hate crime and absolute transparency from issuing authorities to provide the public a breakdown of the constitution of these different categories. Okay, let's let's put that in absolutely plain English. What will that mean in practice? In practice, it will mean that everyone will know how much hate crime each faith community is suffering or non-faith. So a lot of these people could be atheists and agnostics as well, and they, they're, they are recorded too. So what it means is transparency. And what that transparency will do is it will provide the media with a basis to acknowledge that actually these sorts of issues, that this this particular category of hate crime, it could be another, affects everyone. Hardeep, I think this is a quite ridiculous proposal for the 2021 census. How has it come about? It's been something that's been lobbied for by particular Sikh groups for quite some time. In fact, um, at the time of the last census, there was significant pressure on, on the ONS at that point as well. And it's culminated, I mean, it, the, the recent debate and the um, which has been quite vitriolic on social media, I may add. The recent debate evolved very recently after an article in The Times, which gave a misleading headline which um, suggested that Sikhs to get ethnicity status in census. Now, that was changed a bit later to say Sikhs may get, which was far more accurate. And following the publication of that article, it's created a huge debate amongst the community. And one of the things that I, I guess, propelled me to to write this piece was that there's a lot of disinformation out there. So everyone you speak to in the community, everyone's talking about it. It's kind of like, a bit like Brexit. You know, everyone in my, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of Brexit in my community. So the what's moment. the disinformation? What are people being told it's not true? So the disinformation comes around, I get on a number of levels. It's around statistics. So you've mentioned the 83,000. You know, some people will kind of focus in on that. But we need to put these figures into context. 83,000 is under 20% of 423,000, which were the total number of Sikhs that opted for religion in the census. Uh, the other disinformation is around what this means in practical, real terms. You know, for example, alcoholism. You know, yes, there there is a, a problem within the, the Sikh community, some members of the Sikh community around alcoholism. I mean, they've they kind of drink as much as some sections of the Scottish and Irish community. Now, if people who are canvassing for this say that an ethnic tick box will support allocation of 
healthcare services with alcohol uh, abuse in mind, that's totally wrong because Sikhism prohibits alcohol consumption. What would be much better is to have an ethnic option for Punjabi because actually a lot of these attitudes around drinking copious amounts of alcohol being a mad celebration of manhood comes from Punjabi culture. It comes from Bangra lyrics. You know, I, I was saying earlier, it's like a bit like what grime is to crime. Bangra lyrics are to drinking alcohol. So Muslims are busy slurping away too, if they're from that <laughs> part of the world, some of them. Yeah, I, I, it's across the board. So Hindus, Christians, Sikhs, all Punjabis would have, I'd say, more propensity. I, I think I've seen some data to suggest that there's probably stricter adherence amongst some members of the Muslim community to the not drinking alcohol, so strict adherence to their religious traditions in that sense, but certainly is a problem across Punjabi culture per se. I think there's a problem across British culture. There's a sort of control freak mentality, an obsession with dividing people by ethnicity or by religious belief, though, as I say, the blob knows so little about religious belief that really it's got no right to be including it on forms, I don't think. It's an attempt, if you like, to put us all in pigeonholes. And to my mind, it actually works against what, for me, is the ideal, which should be a colourblind British society. I'd, I'd have to agree with you. I think this is, um, this is unnecessary. It's uh, superfluous. And public bodies, you know, for example, in education and healthcare, are already recording religion, which is sufficient. And if, if we are to say that ethnicity will help better allocation of services. Well, that's certainly not the case when you look at the Jewish and Muslim communities when it comes to issues of hate crime and other funding from the government. That's a good point. They seem to be doing very well without an ethnic tick yeah. box in the census. Yeah. And I think it's worth pointing out that some of the strongest proponents of this change are, in fact, Sikh separatists who want Sikhs to be independent of India altogether. Do you think that your going to be successful in getting your message across, first of all, to the bureaucrats and, and secondly, to the Sikh community? Because I know, and I will say this on your behalf, because I don't want to force you to say things that might cause you difficulties, but I know that some of the campaigners for this measure are very aggressive and very litigious. So just in making your argument, you're putting your head above the parapet and, and could find yourself... You know, at the receiving end of some very, very nasty abuse. But nonetheless, do you think you can get your message across to the people who matter, the bureaucrats and your fellow Sikhs? We certainly hope that's the case. Um, Lord Singer Wimbledon is probably the most well-known campaigner against this ethnic tick box. He was also the expert witness in, in the Mandela case. And he's raised his concerns a number of times. He's offered to debate some of the proponents on, on the other side. And we're hoping that we can have a debate with them, although nothing's uh, come of it yet and we will we'll certainly will be requested again I'd, I'd like to think that the piece has given people a bit more of an understanding of the issues at hand and certainly from the feedback that I've had from members of the community from people I've spoken to were delighted that uh, you know the spectator had published this article because it's given them a much more better insight into actually the the arguments on the other side so I'd, I'd like to ask you what about the attitude of the government my perception of this government is that it's utterly craven when it comes to giving into liberal opinion. And if it thinks that liberal opinion is with the campaigners for this measure, then they'll just throw up their hands and say, sorry, not our business. We've been told this change is appropriate. Well, there were 140-odd MPs who 
sort of signed letters in support of this campaign. I'd love to have known how many of those 140 MPs could even tell you what the central tenets of Sikh belief are. Well, that's a, that's a very good point. And I, I asked myself the same question, actually, because, you know, these are complicated matters. And um, I'm not entirely sure if they do understand those basic tenets, because if they did then they'd realise there's a kind of contradiction of the teachings of the founders of the faith well, let versus me assure you, against these proposals. No, no group in society knows less about the fine print of religious beliefs than MPs, in my experience. Well, Hardeep Singh, thank you very much for joining me. And declare my colours on this one. I hope that people see sense. Thanks for having me, Damien. <laughs>